This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And welcome to the Dynasty Warzone. I am your host, Memphis, at DFF Memphis. And gang, it's been a crazy week. I'm recording this for the second time. And Jerry and I could not line our schedules up as I was in Orlando for work all week. And he is at work as I am recording this. So I wanted to take some very quick hits. And then I'm going to share a uh, start, sit, and shart episode I did with the Aussie guys, AJ and G of the at Aussie guys NFL podcast. So I'm going to blast through these real quick. Uh, Carlos Hyde got traded to the Jacksonville Jaguars today for a fifth round pick. Uh, I'm going to stick to this very quickly. Carlos Hyde, his value is a hold. Um, I think regardless of what happens in Jacksonville the rest of this season, I think he's going to get released from the contract he signed this past offseason with Cleveland and he will be a free agent next year, so I think you have to hold. Uh, I don't think his value could go too much lower in terms of dynasty value, so it's a hold. Uh, I'll get to the rest of the Jacksonville situation here in just a minute. The Ryan Tannehill saga. This is one of the weird ones. So we missed this last week. This came out after we recorded last week's week six edition of the Dynasty War Zone, and Ryan Tannehill was a very last-minute scratch. And now he's going to miss week seven and week eight. And I've heard rumors that he could miss upwards of over a month. So Ryan Tannehill, uh, another guy you have to hold. Uh, you never sell off of bad news. So if you could pick up Brock Osweiler on the cheap on waivers, by the time you're hearing this, that's probably too late, especially in Superflex. Someone's got him. But that's all right. Um, Ryan Tannehill hopefully, hopefully was your third quarterback, and you only had to use him a couple of times. I know I have a league like that. Uh, I've already covered one by. I've got one to go. He was my third quarterback, and I will just have to figure something out. But luckily, I've got a good record in that league, and I hope you do too because you are a Dynasty Warzone listener. So there are Amari Cooper trade rumors that Amari Cooper could wind up somewhere other than Oakland. Another hold. Um, you never sell off this bad news again. Now, if he were to get traded to, say, the Colts, where the Colts could really use wide receiver help and... 
you know, get a, get a work with a uh, quarterback like Andrew Luck paired up with a fellow wide receiver like T.Y. Hilton, that's a score. Value goes up. If he were to land in Buffalo with some combination of Josh Allen, Nathan Peterman, and Brock, uh, not Brock Osweiler, excuse me, uh, Derek Anderson, uh, value would go down. So you're going to have to gamble, and I, I'm sorry to do it. Um, you're going to get low ball to death. You have to decide what your cash out price is, but I, I'm holding. I, I would rather let the situation get negative and hopefully his talent can bounce him back uh, as opposed to just give him away. Uh, next bit of news is good news for Carrion Johnson. Uh, it's not good for Theo Riddick. He's going to be out this week with a knee injury, which should mean a very nice role for Carrion Johnson. I love it. Um, you'll hear more about Carrion here in just a little bit, but I think he's going to get a chance to sink his hooks into this starter's role coming out of their bye. And good things for Carrion on the future. Now that uh, I'm talking about Leonard Fournette, he's going to miss – uh, pretty much what I said was going to happen. He's going to miss through their bye week. At least that's re- being reported by Roto World. I said this a couple of weeks back. Uh, Carlos Hyde's not playing this week, so you don't play him. So it doesn't affect T.J. Yeldon's value this week. T.J. Yeldon's value to me was never about this week. It's about his pending free agency in 2019. So uh, not selling T.J. Yeldon based on the fact that he's been a, an RB1 to this point. And you got to hold him, and as long as you can roll him, you can. But I think Jacksonville as a team really wants to get back to running the ball, but it tells me Fournette's nowhere near healthy. And I think I don't think there's even a guarantee at this point he's back after the bye. So uh, if you can scoop Leonard Fournette up cheap, you got to decide how cheap's cheap for you. For me, cheap is a first-round pick. Uh, maybe you get an owner who's just fed up, and maybe that's a, a gamble worth taking. Uh, Dalvin Cook also going to make miss week seven, which is odd considering that he got some practices in this week, and now he's already been ruled out on Friday. So uh, I don't know if that's the final report, because they don't have to declare that until 11:30 a.m. on Sunday. But that's what's being reported, and that is scary. Um, Dalvin Cook has injuries going clear back to high school, and they have tended to pile up. So luckily, I'm not a Dalvin Cook owner. If you are, I wish you well and don't sell him again if you're going to sell him wait for good news uh speaking of good news ty hilton will be back this week he was taken off the colts final injury report so he looks to suit up and get back in action and look also to get back in action is evan ingram tight end new york giants uh got into full practice on thursday and on friday based on the reports that i've seen so that speaks well of his return to action uh he's a tight end one with limited upside is, is how I'm going to look at Evan Ingram. A uh, lot of mouths to feed. you got Sterling Shepard, whose value I think takes a hit for the remainder of 2018 with Ingram back. you got Odell Beckham. you got Barkley. The only giant I can safely say I'm rolling is, is Barkley. Everybody else is a gamble, including Odell Beckham, because if the quarterback, it's not Beckham's fault, it's the Corey Davis rule. If the quarterback is bad and can't get you the ball, it's not the wide receiver's fault, but you got to tread just be trepidatious and, and uh, you know, temper your expectations. Going to get into a, a few more injuries, and then uh, I'm going to turn this over to AJ and G as they help me with some starts and sits. Uh, Devonta Freeman, I mentioned on the Wednesday's show with Lewis Glover that I would get you a final answer. Devonta Freeman is eligible to return week 15, and if you're a playoff team, that could be great. It, it could be very helpful in the semifinals or the finals of your league. So, IR him. If you got an IR spot, 
uh, in redraft. If you're a redraft player, checking out the Dynasty Warzone, thank you. Um, could could be good things in, in redraft. So if you got an IR spot stashing, uh, Cooper Cup, uh, MCL sprain, definitely going to miss this week. Don't know after that. You know, O.J. Howard bounced back quickly. Evan Ingram missed a little bit of time. So I, I think that we'll see Cooper Cup sooner or later, but not this week. Uh, if you can use this as reason to buy from a motivated owner who's maybe contending and needs wide receiver help, even if you're in a rebuild, Cooper Cup's a great asset. I think he will continue to be good for years to come. He is Jerry Goff's BFF. Uh, let's talk about Marshawn Lynch's groin. Uh, Jerry will tell you that when a player has a groin injury, you have to keep your eye on it. So keep your eye on Marshawn's groin, but it sounds like he's at least going to miss a month with this injury, and it could be more. I've even heard rumors of IR. Uh, John Gruden wants to tell you that he's going to be playing Doug Martin, but I'm not buying that banana in the tailpipe. I am would much rather have Jalen Richard or DeAndre Washington. And, yes, before you at me on Twitter, I know it's pronounced Richard. Don't care. Jalen Richard, that's the guy I want, especially in PPR. And two more quick stories. Uh, Ed Dixon could be the tight end one for Seattle when they return from their week seven by someone I've been telling you for a few weeks to be stashing, stash Ed Dixon. You know, big country, big sky, big Montana, Will Disley, already on IR. Uh, Nick Vanette hurt as well. Th- this is a team that needs, you know, options to pass to. And Ed Dixon is someone that I'm scooping up, especially in tight end premium leagues. I'm in a league where uh, tight ends get a point and a half per reception, and you have to start to. So uh, Ed Dixon could be a big bonus for me there. And then the last bit of news, I'm going to end on a high note with the news, is Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is going to be the starting running back in Cleveland, and I think that is huge for Nick Chubb. Uh, I'm firing him up. I'm firing him up as an RB2 slash flex type play with some upside. Uh the Fighting Baker Mayfields are playing at Tampa Bay and should be a good opportunity against the mediocre defense that I know is going to be missing Gerald McCoy. So fire up Nick Chubb. And speaking of Nick Chubb, that is Jer- that is Jerry's DFS darling of the week. Uh, Nick Chubb is 3600 on DraftKings, 4500 on FanDuel. That is a deal. That is a steal. And he is going to be in lineups everywhere, which will allow you to pay up for premiums for other players that I like. Like, I love Saquon Barkley this week in DFS. Atlanta gives up the most receptions to the running back. So picking up a Nick Chubb can really allow you to pay up there. I also like Christian McCaffrey quite a bit this week as well. Uh, my DFS darling of the week is Carrion Johnson. We mentioned it earlier with a bigger role. Uh, he's 4500 on DraftKings. A little bit more pricey on FanDuel at 6500 don't care, love it. I think he returns that value. Uh, look for big things out of carry on. So Jerry's telling you Nick Chubb, which I called him a cheater, but then again, he is at work and he's trying to do his part to make sure you guys have some info for week seven. And then our gtbets.eu uh, bets of the week. Now, if you want a Costanza these, which means bet the opposite, and uh, that, that might be the play. But Jerry is going to tell you to give four and a half points with the Atlanta Falcons at home against the Giants. Going to be an interesting game. Two teams with losing records on Monday Night Football. But Jerry feels like that you can give those four points. I don't necessarily disagree with him. I think that Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and the gang should be able to still put up points in spite of all their injuries. And they're probably going to have to. Uh, MyGTBets.com. EU game of the week is the Chargers giving up 
six and a half in London to Tennessee. Now, if this was seven, I would probably still take it. If it was seven and a half, I would not. Um, you know, could this one right here finish something like 17-24? Sure it could. I think L.A. wins this straight up. Uh, Marcus Mariota continues to regress. So, listen, that is an abbreviated show. Jerry and I will be back the rest of the regular season. Um, try as I might with work and Jerry's work and Jerry's in school and soon-to-be dad Jerry. So, congratulations again to him and the family. But just a lot going on, but not so much that we will not get you a show. We will not get you, give you advice. I've continued to keep up with trades. I've been a little behind and start sits questions, but I'll, I'll totally be around this weekend. Uh, due to the week I had, I, I will be around all weekend. I will not be working. I don't have any work to stay caught up on. So on behalf of Jerry at Jerry Send DFF, on behalf of myself at DFF Memphis, and the show at Dynasty Warzone Pod, uh, I'm going to bring you a collaboration with the Fantasy Red Zone and my two favorite Australians, after you heard my other favorite Australian, Lewis, on Wednesday. Uh, stick around for AJNG of the At Australian Guys podcast, at Aussie Guys NFL on the Twitters. Thanks, guys. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Red Zone. I am your host, Memphis, at DFF Memphis, and welcome to the show. It's been an interesting week, but it couldn't be an interesting week without a couple of interesting guests. My guests tonight are the hosts of the most popular NFL podcast in Australia. They've been on before. They will be on again. They are my two friends, AJ and G of the At Aussie Guys NFL podcast. What's going on, AJ and G? Oh, hey. I, I, was, I was listening to that. I was really curious to see who you're going to introduce, and then it was us. It's it, like, wow. It is us. you. I've, I've been on an Australian tear lately. I interviewed a young man named Lewis Glover from the Dynasty Football Factory. He goes by at FF underscore down under. Uh, I didn't want you guys to think I was cheating on you with another Australian. Mate, that's exactly what I thought. I thought, mate, you've, you've taken, you've had two dates to the prom, and we're sitting up on the, on the bleachers, mate, just watching you dance with somebody else. No, no, no. There'll only be, I mean, I, Lewis is good people, but there will only be one uh, one original Aussie guy uh, podcast for me. So how are you guys doing? How's your show? How's everything progressing there in the great country of Australia? Yeah, good. And I should say, actually, I shouldn't. I don't think we did badmouth Lewis, but Lewis is a good guy. And yeah. He's in a couple no, of didn't. leagues with we us. Didn't. and No, we didn't badmouth him. But no. Yeah, it was just, it was actually funny hearing another Aussie well, sort of Aussie accent. Now, Lewis, I don't know, listening to this, Lewis, I believe he well, certainly sounds like he's got a UK heritage in there. Uh, but interesting, yes. I'm not going to hold and that against him. No, not at all. I'm, I'm, I'm part upon myself. So. Well, well, he's we more of a Melbourne originally. guy. He's, he, I think in he had shackles. Melbourne. You guys are uh, – you, you know, I'm drawing a blank. Guys, I've had four and a half hours sleep as we record this. <laughs> and, and, and he's in Melbourne. And I'm sorry, he's in Sydney, and you gentlemen are in Melbourne. <laughs> Yeah. We're in Melbourne. Yes. Yeah, he Correct. was talking about how, how it can be a little tribal and territorial there. Oh, it, mate, it is. It, it definitely is here. And, and look, mate, you need what I'm drinking now. We we just finished doing our 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 podcast for the for the week, and uh, we have a drink of the pot each week um, that we put up, and which gets a lot better feedback than our actual podcast does. But um, this week, uh, in honor of you, mate, after speaking to you last week and you mentioning that you've been on our 
an hour pod and it's been an early start for you. Um, <laughs> you drink like, a, is it, do you drink the, do you drink the monster? Is that the one that you have? Uh, I'm not brand Pacific, not Pacific specific, okay. but yep. I, I am a big fan of energy drinks. Um, Rockstar, Monster, you, you give me one, I'll drink it. But yeah, I, I saw your picture. Um, oh, dude, how do you G- drink G- this stuff? This is it's... half a liter of, I, I, I don't know, I don't know what the hell's in there. I reckon they make the can so dark that you can't actually see in there because I don't want you to look in there. Now, Randers. Uh, you've got good health insurance. <laughs> I, I, I do. Um, as a matter of fact, I, uh, I I'm employed. Uh, my my employer has a good good set of health insurance for me, so I, I should be good. But yeah, it's a it's an acquired taste. He sent me the picture, and I'm like, it's ten o'clock your time. What the hell are you doing? You're gonna be up at four. You're gonna be up at four o'clock in the morning climbing the walls. You're not you're not uh, ready for this. I did an review, mate. So uh, I reckon the there's. I, I was just saying to you off there's there's fifty grams of carbohydrates in it mate and it's all made up of sugar so pretty much you're drinking half a can of sugar and i reckon you can taste it you definitely taste it when you, you drink smell it, it. So yeah so the, i drink uh, the sugar-free version i saw that you had uh you know there's unleaded and leaded and that's definitely leaded and uh i've gone super premium yeah <laughs> yeah you, you got that rocket fuel but yeah if you drink a regular one you can almost literally you're right you can almost taste the sugar but i wish i had one because i'll tell you guys a little travel story so uh, if you listen to the Dynasty War Zone from this past Wednesday, you would know that I was in Orlando all week from work, and I was supposed to have gotten back at around 6.50 p.m. my time last night, which more than enough time to watch the Thursday night game, etc. Well, as we were heading almost to the Orlando airport, get an alert, your flight's been delayed. And uh, thank you for technology, because you get the alert on your phone, but you find out. And, and then... Uh, my colleague, Kyle, not Kyle from the fellas, but you know, Kyle, he, he gets rebooked on a flight that gets back at like midnight and they're trying to keep me overnight. And I was like, man, this is not going to work. So I have to go all the way through security, by the way. And in Indianapolis where, where I left, I didn't have to take my shoes off. I didn't have to take my laptop out. So I follow Kyle and he takes us through the wrong gate. So we're supposed to go through one one set of one set of security check-ins, and we have to go all the way through and back. Well, on the way through, because it's Orlando, and I'm a bigger fella, um, I was sweaty. I had to get the pat down, and I mean, like, uh, they had to explain to me what this pat down. You know, back of my hand, we're going to check around your waistband. I'm like, okay. So I, I went through that just to find out that I was not getting on this plane. So then I had to leave security. <laughs> And then, but then I will say this: with every interesting story, there is there's a positive. I ran into a lady; her name was Grace. Uh, I called her an angel, and you know she got she wasn't supposed to do this. I was flying through American. American had a big issue yesterday because they have a hub in Dallas, and they had a storm, and the storm had everything delayed, and this thing messed up a lot of flights. But she got me rebooked on a flight from Orlando to Indianapolis, a direct flight on Delta, a competitive airline to get me home but then i had to go through security again this time i got selected for another tsa screen <sighs> they took my you tooth that look mike they, they <laughs> I, I, apparently uh, <laughs> outlaw is just something that i look like apparently and they <laughs> they drug me aside they took my toothpaste uh, it was a mess it was a mess but uh finally got home to my house at about 
1.30 a.m. local time or mm-hmm. about four hours ago as I record this podcast. So, But I had, I had friends coming on. I've got AJ and G coming on. And I want to talk to you guys about international expansion. Now, there's another London game this week. The Chargers are quote-unquote at home against the Titans. How do you guys feel about international expansion? Are you guys fans of it? Would you like to see a regular season NFL game in you know, Sydney or Melbourne? Well, it, first of all, it'll never happen in Sydney or Melbourne. It's too far away. I think the whole idea with going to London is it's fairly clo- well, you know, close in inverted close-ish. commas from the east coast. At least it's close-ish. Uh, Sydney, Melbourne, like it'd be a massive undertaking. We have had a preseason game here, and there's been some college games here recent past, in the years. past couple of years, yeah, but. Uh, you know, you're carting a lot of people and gear and everything a long, long way. Uh, the expense, I think, makes it really kind of out of the question. Uh, and then I think time zone-wise, like, I don't know when, what time of day they'd play it. Uh, I think it sort of works with the London game. That kind of often is. I think the one this week is, like, earlier, maybe Eastern time, like it's earlier than the kickoff on it's Sunday. Nine, it's 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, or that would be the time in New York City, which is the same time zone I'm in, which is great because that means literally 12 hours of football straight. You go from that game to the 1 o'clock games to the 4 o'clock games, then you get an hour break, then you go into the Sunday night game. So it makes for a great day of football for me. Yeah, I think, as AJ said, coming here, it's not just getting here. It's the fact that when do you leave to come here um, just with jet lag and and more so the return. Um, So you'd probably find the teams that came out here would have to have the following – have a bye the following week. Um, That I I think in Europe – I don't think it's a bad – a uh, bad idea in Europe. I think maybe take it take it out of England and maybe what they get three games a year. Maybe you could you could spread it around to some some other countries. Like you, you had the um, the European league league that was going. Um, just, just share the love a little bit instead of just keep going back to London all the time. No, that that that's uh, that makes sense. I mean, they they had the NFL Europe. I mean, that went so well. How hmm. what else could possibly go wrong with international expansion? <laughs> but I I would not be surprised if in the next few years. If the Buffalo Bills became the Toronto Bills, or, or or maybe they renamed the franchise, it's not that far away. We'll see. But I know. Uh, but Sean, isn't Canada America? It's all the same thing, isn't it? it, it <laughs> you know what? I, I have no problem uh, giving my very few Canadian listeners the business because uh, the Australians are my number one international audience. So that's who I'm catering to. So yeah, Canada Canada's America's hat. They give us such wonderful things as Canadian bacon. They gave us a lot of maple syrup, and they gave us the Canadian tuxedo. Are you guys familiar with the Canadian tuxedo? That's uh, not the one where it's printed on a T-shirt. No, no, not that one. <laughs> that, 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 is oh, where, that is where you're wearing a pair of blue jeans with a jean jacket and then a denim shirt underneath. That's known as the Canadian tuxedo. So uh, Triple the, denim. Triple denim, buddy. Canadian tuxedo. Oof, so listen, wow. let, let, let's get into these games. We're going to give these people... Some uh, sits, some starts, and maybe a shark. Not every game has one, but it could. Uh, first game, we're going to talk about that London game. Tennessee is quote-unquote at the L.A. Chargers. The Chargers are giving up 6.5 points and a 45-point over-and-under. And, under. and uh, on the over-and-unders this week, there's not a lot of good ones. So don't ex- I, I don't expect a lot of fireworks from a fantasy points perspective. But uh, 
I'll start with G. Who are your sits and starts Oof. in this game? But I, seriously, after watching after watching the Titans last week, um, I, I'm going to base this not on stats. I'm going to base this purely on um, what I watched. I've been watching all year. Um, <laughs> I seriously can't start any of them. Um, poor Mariota, what he what sacked eleven times. And I said to AJ on our pod, it, mate, he couldn't wait to get into that ice bath quick enough at the end of that game. He must be so sore this week. Uh, I can't, I can't, I can't start Derek Henry if he's getting sacked eleven times. Derek Henry's He's not even he's not even two yards uh, to get back to the line of scrimmage before he's getting tackled. And he just looks slow. Actually, he just he's just nothing about him at the moment. They really got to get Dion Lewis going. So he'd be about the only one that I'd actually start in this whole field if they can get him out in the open. Um, Corey Davis, I, I just can't I just can't start anybody on the Titans. As for the Chargers. Um, it's a home game for them. They actually probably have more fans than they have at StubHub. <laughs> to be, to be you're not kidding. You're, you're not. You're not kidding at all. That is a. That's a tough venue. And on a side note, the uh, Rams fans are going at Chargers fans in LA because they're paying like ten times the price for their premium seat licenses, and they're calling it NFL wel- welfare. So, um, and then the Chargers owner this week is maybe his last week, but Dean Spano has passed away, as well as Paul Allen of the Seahawks and no no Alex Spanos Alec okay Alex Spanos thank you and uh, yeah. uh Paul Allen also passed away but mm. th- would, it, would this make more sense for the Chargers to tuck their tail admit they made a mistake and go home to, yep. most, to San Diego most definitely mate we actually spoke about that before we started our pod uh we're talking about exactly the same thing I think they should just say yeah we made a mistake but AJ was saying the what are they got a contract or something they've got a 20-year lease so let's say they start let's say they move in quote unquote um in 2020 they're going to be there to 2040 yeah so so uh, they're they're stuck yeah so anyway but that's got nothing to do with any of the players that are playing so uh (laughs) as far as players go mate melvin gordon he's seriously on fire with the with the uh added part of the 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 pass catching out of the backfield, uh, he, he looks fantastic. Austin uh, Eckler. Austin Eckler's getting the job done when, when they're asking him to step up. He, he, you could start him as a as a flex uh, and yeah. get points out of him. Absolutely. Um, as far as uh, – I had uh, Philip Rivers in my sits last week and he made me look like an idiot. Uh, he, he's, he's, he's not a top five guy, but he's definitely sort of a hovering around the top ten sort of quarterback. Um, as as far as the receivers, mate, the receivers, Kenan Allen's been poor for Kenan Allen's standards this year. Um, are you going to play him? Of course you're going to play him because you hope that this this might be a, a more of the the breakout game for him this year. And outside of that, the rest of them is like, we'll just throw them up and see which one lands, I think, out, outside of that. Nope. I think you guys nailed all of them. I continue to call Corey Davis a shark. I know everybody loves him, but this week he draws another tough matchup. He draws Casey Hayward, a really good corner. Locked a lot of guys down this year, and that's not always the case. I mean, a lockdown corner does not always prevail. Uh, A couple weeks back, Devontae Adams absolutely destroyed Darius Slay. But he's Mm. he's got a quarterback that's not afraid to put the ball on him, even in tight coverage. And Marcus Mariota, man, 
talk about regression. You know, the, the term used a lot in Dynasty and Fantasy is regression to the mean. This guy's just regressing back to college. I mean, he's looks terrible. And so I'm with you guys. I'm rolling who you're rolling. But, uh, yeah, Corey Davis, you're going to continue to put him out there, and you're going to continue to wish you hadn't. So we're going to yep. move to the Fighting Baker Mayfields. They are going south to Florida to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. One of the better over-and-unders of the week at 50.5 points. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are giving Cleveland 3.5, which I find to be an interesting line. Uh, Gee, I let you go last time, so I'm going to go to AJ. AJ, who are you kicking this one off with with some sits and starts? Hoo-wee! Man, there is lots of value in this game, let me tell you. So, (laughs) I would be starting Baker Mayfield for sure. Now, I know he's has struggled a little bit. We discussed on our pod, uh, you know, he's been a little bit patchy, but, I mean, the Bucks are dead last in the NFL in past D, so this is a really good matchup for him. I'd be starting Carlos Hyde, and I think actually Nick Chubb is a bit of a sneaky uh, roster stash if you're playing redraft especially. Dynasty, you know, he's going to be owned, but uh, redraft, he's a bit of a sneaky roster stash because at some point Hugh Jackson is – I mean, the penny's got to drop, hasn't it? You think rational coaching kicks in at some point? <laughs> uh, C- Carlos Hyde has, has not been good. I actually have him as still as a borderline start slash sharp because he's getting the volume. But this Cleveland offense looks out of sync. But if there's ever a week for young Mr. Mayfield, it is his week. So Tampa Bay has already had their bye. And yet they're still tied for the NFL lead in most touchdowns given up to the opposing quarterback. They've given up 16 in five games. So you're looking at over three a game to the opposing QB. If Baker and Landry and Njoku, if they can't get it done this week, it's a eyebrow raising time because currently Baker has more interceptions than touchdowns. Uh, I, I do like the kid. I, I think he's got some grit. But uh, on the Tampa Bay side, man, I love Jameis. I saw a debate last night that if you were starting a franchise, would you rather have Trubisky, Jameis, or Mariota? And I'll ask you guys, who would you rather have, Jameis, Trubisky, or Mariota, to build your franchise around? You know, to be honest, um, off-field aside, I'd rather have Jameis. But I've I've always been a Jameis fan. It's just he tries – he does his darndest to try and convince you otherwise. No, I, 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 think, stuff. I, I think that's right. I just hope I, that the message is getting through his noggin, you know? Yeah, he, he is a knucklehead. You know, our our, uh, our collective friend, Mike Jernigan, uh, the knucklehead factor. But, you know, I think yeah. I think Matt Nagy in that offensive scheme can only hide Trubisky's faults for so long. As these defensive coordinators get more tape on him and see what they're doing in that offense, I, I think – his production will regress back to who he actually is as a player. Would you guys agree with that? Uh, yeah, I've never, I've never been a, a, a Trubisky believer. Is it Truth, Truth Bisky? I called him, I, call, yeah. I, I called him too shitsky. He's too shitty. Too <laughs> He's too shitty for for him to be on my team. But he is on my Scott Fishbowl team. So uh, here's to you, Mitch. I, I I hope you're hope you're rolling well. We'll talk about you here in a minute. Anybody else in Cleveland, Tampa Bay? We didn't we, we didn't mention. Uh, anybody else? Uh, yes. What about Godwin? So, um, obviously, I mean, Landry and Njoku, I'm a big rap for this week. And on the Bucks side, oh, Mike Evans is an obvious one. Uh, Chris Godwin, a sneaky one. Uh, I think he could be – he's actually been pretty good all year and he could have a good game. Uh, you know, O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait, 
Uh, and the running game, avoid that completely. <laughs> well, look, you have to, look, like Peyton Barber had a good week last week, but my, my God, uh, you could you could start my grandmother against running back, and she's she passed away a number of years ago. God bless her, um, and she'd still score against the Falcons run D. Uh, so uh, ho- hopefully, though, it gave him a bit of a spark um, for Barber, but I, I wouldn't be basing. Uh, last week, or anybody that plays against the Falcons uh, as, as a running back, is that this is this is who they are. Yeah, one thing you don't want to do in fantasy is go chasing points. And Barber did have no. a good game last week. Now Cleveland is inside the the top ten of worst defenses against the run, but and with with four teams on by, you may not have a better option. But temper those expectations. The next game is going to be a battle of uh, two highly drafted quarterbacks as the Carolina Panthers go to Philadelphia, where Philadelphia is giving up four and a half points on a 45-point over and under. Uh, I'll kick this one off. Uh, on the Philadelphia side, obviously you're rolling wins, at least I am. He's he's regressed a little bit, but you know he's coming off the ACL. I'm still playing wins in this uh, modern NFL landscape. The running back situation is, is kind of ugly. Is it going to be Clement? Is it going to be Smallwood? If I had to trust one, it would be Smallwood. Uh, the way Alshon Jeffrey has been playing, he's an auto start at this point. Same with Zacherts. And then on the Carolina side, Cam, Christian McCaffrey is the king of half point or full point PPR. Man, and as much as I hate Devin Funches, oh. just a guy, if there was ever a game for him to you – know, he did good last week. He got in the end zone. But uh, this this Philadelphia team gives up tons of receptions, so uh, I don't really see any sharts in this game, like a guy that, that you think you may start. But uh, what about you? I'll, I'll kick it over to G this time. G, where are you at with Philly and Carolina? Now, I, I, look, I, I agree with everything you said, and especially with Funches. I, I, I wasn't a, fun, a fan of Funches coming out, but... Mate, I got to give him his dues. If you go and watch that game last week against the Redskins, mate, we all know what Cam done. Cam throws it high and hard, and uh, mate, he was plucking the ball. I mean, seriously, he's pulling missiles out of the air, just snatching them out. So he looked like one of the best wide receivers in the NFL last week, Funches. Um, when, when you put him at that and that spot where Cam puts him, and that's just where Cam puts him. I don't think he means to put him there. It's just where he throws him at, at like, what, 10 and a half foot high. Um, he's the perfect receiver. Uh, and granted, you're not going to run against against Philly. Um, if you're going to start Cam uh, and you're looking for yards on the ground, um, that might be a little bit uh, tapered uh, up against this against this run D. But... Yeah, if you're going to score points this week, I'd be I'd be looking to the air game and and Funches is, is is that dude. Uh, we spoke about Greg Olson. There, there was a play last week, uh, Memphis that um, uh, that went to the sideline and uh, Greg Greg Olson's running down the sideline and was a little bit behind him. And what I found concerning because he's had the ankle problem, he is the type of guy who would usually prop, turn around and catch the ball. He just he didn't even try. He just kept running in a straight line and just said, well, I, I can't turn around and grab that. So I find that a little bit concerning if you got Greg Olsen is um, just where he's at with his with his ankle. And I actually put out a few uh, stats just on Greg Olsen just quickly. If you are. In the last 10 games, he's had 51 targets, 26 receptions, 294 yards, and only one TD. Uh, so what's that? That's five targets a game. 2.1, 2.6 receptions, 20, 29 yards a game, and 0. 0.1 uh, 
of a touchdown in the last 10 games. So, uh, yeah, Greg Olsen's not Greg Olsen anymore. He, he's a guy I'm looking to sell because, you know, my, obviously my other podcast is a Dynasty Warzone from a longtime value. Um, the tight end landscape is a mess. So if you're looking for a guy mm-hmm. to sell in Dynasty right now, you can sell him on name value alone. You can sell your trade mate on, hey, you know, he's just coming back off the foot injury. It was a, you know, slow start, but with as many tight ends that are hurt and as many tight ends that are playing poorly, you know, it's a good time to get out from under because I think this is Greg Olson's last run. He interviewed last year for the job that uh, Jay, uh, Jason Witten is doing for Monday Night Football. Oh, my God, I and wish he had got that job, I, too. <laughs> I think you and the rest of the uh, – of you and the rest of the, the, the football community uh, wish he got that job. So if you, you're sitting on Greg Olson, that now is the now is the time to try and get rid of him. But listen, we're going to take uh, the Minnesota Vikings are going to the New York Jets. The Jets are getting three and a half points as a home dog and a 46 and a half point over under. Uh, I will kick this one over to AJ. AJ, who do you have as a sit, a start, and maybe a uh, someone who's going to sneak up on you and leave a leave a bad one on you? Um, you know, I don't know. I think the status of Dalvin Cook is, I think he practiced. So I think two, get he's, two days in a row, full practice for Dalvin. Yeah. So I think he's set to go and I feel differently about, I know this is not quite the topic, but I feel a bit differently about Dalvin Cook, uh, to Leonard Fournette. And I've got in one, unfortunate league, I've got both of them. Uh, and I feel quite positive about Dalvin Cook. He's going to hit his stride. Just needed to get over this. And second half of the season, I think he's going to come on strong. Uh, but mind you, Latavius Murray's been good. Great last week. So, you know, both those guys. Um, the Cuz, of course. I mean, look, what can you, uh, the Vikings, what can you say? I mean, Adam Thielen, especially. Oh, mate, he's, he's going for record this week, isn't he? For Is most 100-yard yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, yep. And, uh, All right. I'll be curious to see if the if, if the Jets want to uh, man up Maurice Claiborne on him. Uh, I don't think that it would matter. I think Minnesota does such an awesome job of matching him up and putting him in situations to be successful. It's it's really quite astounding. And on the Minnesota side, you know, you're just rolling who you roll. You're rolling Captain Kirk. You're rolling. Uh, Thielen, as you mentioned, you're rolling Diggs. Diggs, Diggs, Diggs seems, is going off this week. He, Memphis. He, he, yeah, I, I agree. I, I really agree. I don't think I don't think any team wants any record set against them. If that makes sense, it's like a pride thing. You know, you don't right. want to be that trivia question. Hey, what team did Adam <laughs> Thielen set the record for for most consecutive games? Nobody wants to be the answer to that, that that Jeopardy trivia question. There's a pride there. So yes, I agree that it could be a big Diggs game. Uh, also, we saw what Eric Ebron did against the, the, the Jets last week. So uh, they could mix in more Kyle Rudolph this week if they're trying to take Thielen away. So uh, I will say this. I have Dalvin Cook down as a shark for the very re- reason that you missed. This is a team with playoff implicate, with, uh, playoff aspirations. They There's no need to give Dalvin that workhorse workload coming back from this injury that's really you know hampered him for a majority of the season to this point. Uh, Murray's looked good. So I think this would be more of a split backfield, and if you're expecting that workload uh, to be awesome for Cook, you could be disappointed. On the Jets side, what about a little flyer on Jermaine Curse? Um, looks like no Quincy Anunua. He's got a high ankle sprain. Uh, yep. Terrell Pryor's out injured, and I, I, I would love to see my boy Robbie Anderson get a little bit more love, but 
I don't know what's going to happen. He's prior out. When did that uh, happen? He's not out yet, but he's he's missed practice this week. So okay, uh, it's not 100%. He's been getting the, he's been getting a few more targets of, of late. And even uh, red look, zone targets. I'll give prior, mate. He's got a great set of hands. And, and he's got a good work ethic. I mean, he's he's a transition from a quarterback to a wide receiver. But that's enough about the New York Jets. Um, not many of us start <laughs> many of those. Uh, you got to go. throw in the crow, though. The crow is... Oh, yeah. I, mean, I forgot about the fantastic. crow. Yeah, you yeah. got your blau pal. But it, it's like blau pal sort of softens them up and the crow just comes out and goes, I'll just bust Boom. off a 70-yard touchdown run. How's yeah. that? I'll give you a couple of those each week. I think this is his... I think if you look at his... He's been like good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. I think he's good week this week, isn't it? Well, the, he's the, two down. This two touchdown week. The, the the problem with Crow is that he's he's been fighting a I think it's an ankle or a foot injury because he did not practice again on Thursday. So this is kind of following the pattern of leading up to when they played the Colts last week. It's did not practice, did not practice. Probably get a limited practice on Friday, and then he will you know suit up on Sunday. But yeah, I, I said this two weeks ago when I was using him as the uh, the measuring stick of of a chart. And uh, he only came out against the, the Denver Broncos after I did that to him and put 219 yards and a touchdown up that week. So uh, I, you roll the crow. If, if, if crow's starting, he's, he's your flex. You, you, your roster, especially in a redraft league, is not so good that you can afford to set Isaiah Crowell. At least that's my opinion. Yes. Yeah. Um, we'll go, go to Nimbalau Powell. I, I, I think you can definitely play him uh, with four teams on by you may have to flex him in his own right. And he's a pretty good PPR back. So don't love either one of them. I think if Bilal Powell or Isaiah Crowell were to get hurt, then you would have a really interesting play for, for uh, fantasy on a weekly basis. But until then, they're both going to be solid flex options for you. Uh, the Detroit Lions are going down to Miami. They're, getting, they're giving the Dolphins three, the fighting Brock Osweilers. And 47 <laughs> and a half over under... Gee, I hear you laughing. So tell us about these fighting Brock Osweilers. Oh, my God. I mean, AJ, it's funny because we, we must be in sync, mate, but uh, we were talking about the same thing about Brock. Like, at the moment, he's he's uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, and we're just trying to work out when he when he turns into the other Fitzpatrick that we saw when he got when he got benched. Um, and that could happen at any moment with, with Brock, couldn't it? Seriously. Like, yes. yeah, yeah. And we're actually talking, do, do they run him – because as far as I know, what I've heard is that he's out this week, Tannehill, and he's already been ruled out for week eight. Um, so he's going to get a couple of starts. Do you roll? Do you roll the hot hand if if he's still playing okay? And that's that's a really torturous question, I think. I don't, I don't think anybody owns either of these two guys, so it's, it's not going to upset anybody that you know who, whoever plays. But um, from from a dolphin side, I think it. I can't start Kenny Stills anymore. Um, I think with Tanny, uh, with um, Brock, I think you, you're probably looking more towards Amendola, um, Albert Wilson, and Albert Wilson more than anybody. Um, uh, Gizeki uh, hasn't hasn't been anything really. No. Um, and uh, as far as the running game, I think I think Drake. Um, Showed that hey, you got just got to give me more of the football uh, last week, and I think they'll probably give him a bit more of the football this week against the Lions. As far as the Lions go, geez, you, you start them all, don't you? you? Start Stafford, you start Jones, you start Golden Tate, Tate. and oh on. my God, mate, Kenny Golladay. At the moment, I reckon you're starting to see a a rise of 
young wide receivers that are going to be like the next sort of bastions of the position. And, and Kenny Golladay is, mate, is leading the charge for that. Good word. Thank you. <laughs> Every now and then I pull one out. Cheese word of the week. Um, we're still in that from we're still in that from the fantasy football fellas. They usually do Seth's word of the week, but we're going to steal it and do G's word of the week. Beautiful. <laughs> and look, if you could, if Matt Patricia would get out of the bloody Patriots bubble of using <laughs> dual backs, or you never know who you're going to play. Didn't it wasn't he paying any attention last year when they said, okay, we're going to go with Dion Lewis, and it worked. And obviously, he's not watching them this year because Sony Michelle is just carving it up using a single back. For God's sake, take the ball out of the Garrett Blunt's hands and give Kerryon Johnson the goddamn pill more than the 50 50 split they're getting at the moment. Give him 20 carries. Well, and he well, will reward you. Well, a couple, couple of things. Uh, Let's see. the The Lions just had their bye, right? Um, they had they had the week six bye, and they're they're coming back. And Theo Reddick has missed practice Wednesday and Thursday, so it could be carry on time if Theo Reddick does not go. You know, Theo Reddick. I mean, gee, you're a much better pass catcher than Legarrette Blunt. He might as well be he might as well be wearing oven mitts out there instead of receiving gloves. So if Theo Reddick does not go. It goes from a three-headed monster down to a two-headed monster, and you don't really know what they could have, you know, tricks and wrinkles they could have added to this offense. So uh, I'm a big believer in carry-on this week. I'm sitting the Brock Lobster. I'm sitting Devontae Parker. I mentioned Darius Slay earlier. Really good corner. I think it is an Amendola week, uh, to say the least. Uh, I'm, I'm torn between Gore and Drake, so mm. – I mean, Gore had like I think it was 101 yards last week. Yeah. So, so I, I feel like that's who they trust. And if if they get behind, which that was kind of a shootout last week against the Bears, Frank Gore is an exceptional pass blocker, just exceptional. And yeah. Miami's offensive line's not great. And when you got to try to protect your quarterback because you're already down to your backup, it makes sense to keep him out there. Uh, I, I like the uh, the 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 Bastion. Of the wide receiver position, that that, that is Kenny Galladay. Great word. Uh, I think Kenny Galladay. He's only in year two, and you usually hear the 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 year three breakout for wide receivers. So Kenny Galladay, if you're in dynasty league, the price is already high. Here's the thing: it's only going to go higher. So if you get you can get your hands on him, do it. And same with Carry On. This might be your last week. Don't really have any sharks in this game, uh, guys. Did I miss anything before we move on to the next one? No, I was just going to say my favorite carry-on is carry-on nurse. That was a cracker. Uh, Did you get the carry-on movies over there? No. Um, I, we, we have the song by Kansas, Carry On My Wayward Son. But another fantasy podcast is already... Benny Hill type, uh, yeah. I'll, Benny Hill was, if, if yeah, if the, for the younger listeners, if you don't know what Benny Hill is, throw that in the Google machine. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, so we're going to go uh, the... New England Patriots are heading to Chicago. They're only giving Chicago a three, another one of the more decent over-and-unders of the week where it's a 49-point over-and-under. Uh, I'm going to kick this one to AJ. AJ, start it off. Um, you know, on the Patriots' side, it's pretty plain and easy. Obviously, you're playing Tom Brady. Uh, Sony Michelle and James White, you're playing both of them. They're both fantastic. Julian Edelman, you're playing... Gronk, who's not really been 
like Gronk in capital letters Gronk, but he's been all right. We're kind of waiting for the the Gronk to break out, kind of like in Avengers, you know, the Hulk didn't really want to come out. So we're just waiting for the Gronk to come out. Oh, sorry, spoilers if you haven't seen it. Um, so that's on the Patriots side. On the Bears side, uh, look, oh, I've seen a few people sort of go back and forth. If you're in Superflex, you're playing Truth Bisky. Uh you probably are. You probably are because, I mean, this is, you know, the Bears are going to have to, uh, you know, probably score, put points on the board for this. Tariq mm. Cohen is definitely a go. Jordan Howard is definitely not. <laughs> it's not a Jordan Howard week. <laughs> it's not a Jordan Howard week whatsoever. Um, Trey Burton hasn't been really that good, has he? No. He hasn't done a lot. Not the expectations that was uh... – that was placed upon him when he when he moved uh, to Chicago, the Windy City. No. But look, as AJ said, I think uh, Tariq Cohen, uh, Memphis, will... will like, uh, I watched watching the game last week. <laughs> I, I, uh, Hightower looked like Antonio Gates. He, that's how well he was moving last week. And I think... And, and put Van Noy in there as well. He moves a little bit quicker. But you put Tariq Cohen up against linebackers like that and he's going to burn... Every one of them, every time. Um, that, it could that, be a big Tariq Cohen game. I don't think the the, the run start has been good, but pass catching backs are going to, especially at the speed and the dart like maneuverability that Cohen has, is going to cause yeah real headaches for uh, Bill Belichick this yeah, week. I, sure. I think you gents said it very well. Uh, I am not sitting Anthony Miller, although he looked okay last week. Uh, the starts in this game for me are obviously Tom Brady. I think you can roll both uh, Sony Michelle and James White. Gronk has not been Gronk, but at any game he could have one of those Gronk-type games where he just hangs a beating on somebody's team. You're rolling Edelman, and then on Trubisky, I have a True and Two. If you're in a two-QB league, I don't have a problem playing Trubisky, at least in a game where you think they're going to be behind and having to put up points. That New England defense just gave up 40 at home, and I know it was against the mm. against KC, but... You know, traveling. They Come on, it's my boy, Patty. Pat, Pat, but yeah, we're, we're heading that direction. Uh, Cohen, Allen Robinson, I'm fine with that. He he was limited. He was limited on Wednesday, and then had a, did not practice on Thursday. So definitely keep an eye on the injury report. I don't mind playing Burton. The uh, tight end, you know, landscape is just terrible. So at least he's getting in the end zone here and there. So uh, Burton's not the worst tight end play in the world. And then my charts, you guys kind of hit it. Is Jordan Jordan Howard. Man, his snap share continues to go down and down and down. I don't have the tweet in front of me, but Graham Barfield, a great follow on Twitter, uh, he he tweeted this out last week, and it's nowhere to go but down. And it's it's scary as a Jordan Howard owner, but as a Jordan Howard owner in Dynasty, which I am not, in nine leagues I've managed to have zero shares of Jordan Howard. But I am looking to uh, for a couple of good games. I'm looking for one or two really good games, and I'm looking to move him. Just get out from under – and with that said, I'm going to talk about my Indianapolis Colts. I'll kick this one off because uh, <laughs> my my Colts, they're at home. This will be quick. Yeah. This will be quick. Yeah. It's uh, the, the, the strangers with no names. Uh, <laughs> they, they, uh, they're they giving the Bills seven and a half and, and one of the lower of the week, 43 point over and unders. You're playing Andrew Luck, um, whether it's garbage time, whether it's not. I know this is a tough Bills defense. Don't care. Okay. The, the guy's been on fire. 
Three very good ga- uh, fantasy games in a row. Looks like T.Y. Hilton's going to be back. He was a full participant on Wednesday, and then they limited him a little bit yesterday. So obviously watch the practice report. If you can find a hotter tight end in fantasy right now than Eric Ebron, I, I would love to know who that is. Maybe Zach Ertz. Uh, Ebron is the number two overall tight end in, in fantasy right now, and you can see why. <laughs> there are no other targets. Um, Zach Pascal, no thanks. Uh, they brought in Dontrell Inman, a journeyman wide receiver. Don't get cute. Maybe you can stash him on the back of your deep dynasty roster. On the Buffalo side, Nathan Peterman? No. Uh, I guess you can continue to start Shady as a, as a flex RB2 type. But, but, but that's it. I mean, there you go in a nutshell. One of the ugliest <clears throat> games of the week. I don't even have a shart because I guess Kelvin Benjamin. Before I turn it over to you guys, uh, how about that comment last week before the game, Josh Allen said, hey, you want to go out and run some routes and catch some balls? And Kelvin Benjamin was like, no. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I, I was telling him, so, so, he's serious? Yeah. Did he actually say that? Yeah. He no, say, he's true. AJ, t- tell, tell him what, what you think about that. That's pretty funny. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, did you really say, did I hear you say Memphis that, it's the Bills by seven and a half? No, 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 no. The Bills are getting seven and a half. Getting seven and a half. Because oh, okay. if the Bills were giving the Colts seven and a half at home, I would bet everything I hold dear, except my dog, <laughs> except my dog uh, on the I Colts. That's what you said, but, but, but then again, yeah, but then again uh, the, the Bills, you know, they, they, they beat Minnesota at home, so what the hell do we actually know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, this, this game is, oh, man, looks pretty awful, doesn't it, on paper? Look, uh, I'm pretty sure that. In the scalpers out the front of the games were selling tickets. They're actually looking for people to play wide receiver for the Colts. Is that is that correct? Is that the that's just what I heard. Man. Well, uh, I I missed the tryouts last week, but uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently I was in Florida this week and Dontrell Inman got that job. So um, you know, oh, you were a shot then. I, I was I was a shark. I, I, I left you with the uh, with a goose egg. Slight slightly less points than Jordan Howard last week. Sorry, Jordan. Howard. Yeah, well. Uh, I was actually just before we move off the bill. I was looking at the bills, like the uh, its top scorers. I think um, Josh Allen's about eight hundred yards. I think Shady's uh, mid two hundreds uh, with no touchdowns, and the number one receiver is uh, Zach Jones. So that pretty much uh, describes their uh, offense. Uh, sorry, Zay Jones. That pretty much de- describes their offense at the moment. Yes, well, let's get out of this ugly game and, and go to a, a division game with an even lower over and under, though, and that's Houston going to Jacksonville, where Jacksonville is giving five points to Houston and only a 41-and-a-half over under. Man, for, for me, uh, the, the starts in this game are T.J. Yeldon. It looks like Leonard Fournette's going to miss again, and I still think that he's going to be held out until after their bye, which I believe was week nine. Yep. Uh, and there you go. I don't think you can play any of the wide receivers. People continue to try, and it continues to shart all over your lineup, whether it's DD, whether it's Cole, whether it's Moncrief. Uh, you can't roll Niles Paul, although he got hurt last week, so it looks like he may miss yes. this game. Uh, on the Houston I side. I actually think he got put on IR. Did he get put I on be, IR? I, I, may be, I, I, I may be wrong. I think I came across that somewhere. I, I thought it was like a maybe a two-weeker. It doesn't matter. Oh, you, okay. you're, you're, I, you're, believe it's the, uh, I believe it's the Irish tight end starting. James O'Shaughnessy. No, uh, O'Shaughnessy. Yeah, Principal O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> and and then on, on the on the Houston side, keep an eye on DeAndre Hopkins. This always makes me nervous. And Allen Robinson had the same thing. Uh, 
a guy who has any kind of practice on Wednesday and then goes to a complete did not practice on Thursday. Now they just could be managing his his reps, but which is interesting because I have both those guys on the same roster in the league I'm in with you, gentlemen. But I, I will let uh, G have this one. Houston at Jacksonville. What do you got? Anything good? Oh, my, oh no, no. TJ yelled and I well, actually just uh, you thanks for your help today too. Memphis, I've just traded him away uh, for Kerry on Johnson, so I'm pretty happy with that. So um, he he's about the only one I start. You can't start Blake Borders As he's, with the wide receivers. The problem is when AJ spoke about this last week on our who which one do you start? Yeah, like I, I don't trust Blake Borders to throw the ball down the field, and that, so that rules out um, uh, Keel and Cole. Uh, if anybody going to start out of the two of them, would pro- actually you probably start Dante Moncrief if you're going to start one of them or one of the three. Um, it's just it's really hard. I, I, I'm not starting any of them. I have to start one of them because I have to start so many wide receivers uh, just to make up the numbers. Um, and on the other side of the ball, uh, the Texans isn't like Hopkins. Isn't he like sporting like five injuries at the moment? Yeah, he doesn't quite. Is, is it Hopkins? He He's doesn't. got like a knee, ankle, shin, calf. Uh, everything <laughs> from the waist down. It just says belt, yeah. and what it means is everything from the belt down's hurt. So, yeah. But but he continues to play through it, and this is a tough matchup, yeah. obviously with Jalen Ramsey. Boy, but but are are we scared of that Jacksonville defense anymore? Not after what I saw last week. No, I must we. Admit. I think we are. I think they've just got to get their act together because you know what they're not. They have to actually play, you know. They're not in the AFC Championship game yet. I think they just have to kind of just uh, – they need they needed a bit of a smackdown. Yeah, I think they're going to come out and they're going to be pretty pissed yeah, after, I think so. after what they what they put up last week. And, and the fact that uh, Watson's – yeah, what he's got – is it fractured, cracked, broken Something. rib? Yeah. Um, so he's going to struggle. So add that on top of the fact that, you know, they're covered by Ramsey and Boye um, at, at – you're gonna you're gonna play. I'm, I'm I don't have Fuller. I have Hopkins. I'm gonna play him because he is he is Hopkins and may he's put up points no matter who his quarterback is or who's been covering him. Um, but that's just another added added feature is the fact that Watson's playing a hurt. Um, the running back there, pff, there ain't none. Yeah, I starting yeah. I mean, Miller, if I had him, so I have a running back. Um, Houston, Alfred Mi- Blue. Mi- Mi- Miller's my yeah. shart. Miller's my uh, my my shart. In this particular game, I think people will think, oh, hey, you know, there's four teams on by, and I can roll him out there as a as a RB2 flex type. Man, you are playing with fire. I think, A, this Jacksonville, if you haven't seen the, the post-game interview with Jalen Ramsey, let's just say he's a lot less sassy. Um, his, his, his sass is in his luggage, and he's got it stowed, <laughs> and he was ready to leave Dallas. And he did not have that on display, but I, I think this is a prideful team. To to you guys' point, he this is a team that was in the AFC Championship game last year, was really a half away from going to the Super Bowl. So, I think Jacksonville comes out a little bit pissed off. And let's be honest, Houston was taken to overtime by the Nathan Peterman-led Buffalo Bills. So, uh, going to be an ugly game of football. But finally, a game we're going to go to the four o'clock games, and the four o'clock games actually get a lot better. Uh, New Orleans goes to Baltimore, where Baltimore, I found this interesting, Baltimore is giving them two and a half points on a 51-point over and under. You know, on, on, on the New Orleans side, you're rolling Breeze, you're rolling Michael Thomas, you're rolling both of the running backs. I, I am not starting uh, Watson against this Baltimore secondary, and 
I, I'm not starting Traquan Smith. Now, interesting note that Ted Ginn was put on IR. So mm-hmm. it looks like nice. T- Ted Ginn could be the shot play guy there. On the Baltimore side, I mean, I guess I could see Roland Flacco in a two QB league. Smokey Brown, Michael Crabtree. I think it could be a big Smokey Brown game, as I think Michael Crabtree sees a lot of Marshawn Lattimore, who looks like he's going to clear the concussion protocol. Uh, the Baltimore running backs, I know that uh, everybody's favorite, Alex Collins, came out and had a good game last week. Good for him. Uh, but he, he's very sporadic. And Alex Collins is actually my shark because he had a great game last week. But this is a better-than-average New Orleans defense. And I could see this being a game-stripped game where he gets game-stripped out and Buck Island's in a lot on passing downs. I'm going to turn this one over to AJ. AJ, what I miss here? Uh, just as a side note, this is the – the number one scoring offense in the league versus the number one scoring defense. And we were talking about how the, the Ravens D ever since we've, we can remember, like you just go back as far as you can possibly recall. Baltimore's always had this gritty, hard nosed defense. Even when players leave the building or retire, whatever, it just turns over. And even though you might look at this defense on paper and not, see a lot of names you recognize man they play so hard and gritty um <clears throat> but this this saints run d is pretty good as well <clears throat> excuse me it's just the past d is not so good so as you said like crabtree brown they're going to probably be pretty good uh flacco will do all right uh but there's going to be lots of points scored i mean you get that as evidenced by the over under for sure yeah, look, I'll just I'll just give you a quick stat about the uh, the Saints are 32nd against the pass. They've given up the fourth most yards. They've given up the first uh, the highest amount of touchdowns with 10. Now, what I found really interesting, uh, Memphis, is the fact that on all those stats they've given up these massive amounts of yards and points, is that they've done it off the sixth least amount of pass attempts. So they are giving up huge plays, and this is this is where Smokey just he'll it may, he he could have two by half time, he he could have a hundred plus yards and two touchdowns easily by half time against this uh, pass defense. Well, so I'm, it's, 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 I'm, I just found that outstanding, uh, astonishing. I'm holding you to that, and and be very <laughs> I, and, and, and and I I, uh, I don't ever want to call Drew Brees a shark, but I, I, we gotta. Speed this one up a little bit. I don't want to call it Drew Brees a sharp, but this Baltimore defense has only given up six passing touchdowns all year. So I I like the fact that Vegas sees a high over and under. Those guys are really good at what they do. So that that would you know at at a fifty one point you know that's like a what you know twenty five points a piece. So obviously there'll there'll be some touchdowns there, but just be careful with Mister Brees. Like in a league I have uh, in one of my dynasty leagues, I have Andrew Luck, Andrew Andrew Brees. And I'm playing luck this week. He's been on fire, so I'm rolling him. Uh, let's go to the Dallas Cowboys, our good friend uh, John Sheps and Kyle from the fellas. They love the Dallas Cowboys. They're going to the Washington Redskins, where the Redskins are giving Dallas a point and a half and a 41-point over-under. Yikes. Dallas side, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking true to who I am. I'm starting Zeke Elliott, and that's it. Washington has been very tough at home against the quarterback, and... I know Dak had his first QB one game of the season last year, but I'm not falling for that. Uh, and that's it. On the Washington side, I guess you can play Alex Smith, but this Dallas defense has been better than, than people think. I don't trust any of the wide receivers. Uh, Jordan Reed, 
again, tight end landscape equals trash, so you got to roll him out there. And I didn't see too many sharts out there. Gee, pick me up. What I what I miss in this delightful game? Uh, mate, look, I agree. This is going to be a pretty low-scoring affair. Like, um, you, you watch what the Cowboys did last week, um, and then you go and you watch the Redskins. The, the Redskins and uh, Panthers game, I, it, it got to the point where I'm just thinking that the Redskins is just – I'm just waiting for it the Panthers to just run all over them. They didn't end up doing it, but it's it's just because they couldn't get things happening. Um, it's not because the Redskins were, were that great, to, to be honest. Uh, their offense is uh, bland, um, to say the least. I think Alex Smith is actually more Alex Smith than I've ever seen Alex Smith be before. <laughs> um, as, as far as, like you said, with the t- tight end landscape, at the moment I think you're better off starting Vernon Davis than... Uh, he seems to be playing the middle of the field and they've got Jordan Reed playing out wide, which I, I just don't understand. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's going to be a low-scoring one. I don't know how many um, fantasy points have come out of this one, mate. And the only guy that I'd be looking at starting in this game, honestly, is exactly what you said, Memphis. And, mate, Zeke is about the only guy that I'm I'm, I'm running out there. Uh, excuse me. AJ, do we miss any things? We have some good games to cover now. We have three. We have three good over and unders to cover. Yeah, let's just move on. Just, to, you know, it's the battle for first place in the NFC East. Scariest thing I've heard all day. <laughs> NFC East. Yeah. Anything else, doesn't it? Well, the LA Rams are going up to San Francisco to play the fighting CJ Bathards. And the Bathards are getting nine and a half points on a 52 point over and under. There we go. That's what we like to see. We like to see a little bit of points. And, and how about that effort that San Francisco put up on Monday night? And, and how tough is Matt Breda? Supposed to miss time with a you know mid ankle sprain to a high ankle sprain, nope he just goes, uh, you know on the on the start side I'm starting all my Rams I, I I look for a big week out of Cooks and Woods uh, as that distribution of targets is going to be better with uh, Cooper Cup being out with the MCL sprain. I I, I, uh, I could even see a week where maybe Gerald Everett does a little something but I I would not put him in my lineup but. Maybe you're crazier than me. Maybe you're like in a, a super premium tight end have to start three league. Good luck with that. Um, on the on the San Francisco side, I, you know someone's like you know called Bethard their start of the week. I don't buy it. I, th- I just think Green Bay's defense is that bad, and I know this Rams defense has been giving up a lot of passing yards. I I don't see it. I think you're still safe to roll Kittle. This is an LA Rams team that's been pretty beat up versus the tight end. Uh, the running back situation continues to be a mess. You know, they're, they're, mix, they're mixing in Kyle Juszczyk. You got Alf Morris. Uh, you got Breda. And then they mix into their gentleman. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. But, uh, starts Rashid Mossad. Thank you. Yes. So that situation continues to get more and more muddy. So on the L.A. side, start them all minus the tight ends. On the San Francisco side, I think I'd roll Breda still and Kittle and Bethard in a two-team I'm sorry, in a two-quarterback league. Uh, gee, what I miss? Uh, look, mate, oh, honestly, if you look at last week, I, Brady looked fantastic, like you said. Uh, just He's just fighting through. But they, they pretty much rested him in the second half and gave uh, Rasheem all, all the all the carries. And he actually, he, mate, he ran for 7.1 yards per tote. And he looked really good, like really good. This is, I think he's his rookie season last season. He was hurt for most of it. 
Uh, this was his first real opportunity, and, mate, he did not let them down. Uh, like you said, the, the Green Bay uh, defense ain't the greatest, but, mate, you only you only can only run against who they put in front of you, and he looked really good. So look, just a sneaky guy, just to maybe store away with Brady and his, and his injuries. Alfred Morris' experiment is, is over, done, finished, especially after what I saw out of Rasheem last week. Um, maybe even a maybe even sneaky little Josh Reynolds, mate, for the Rams this week. Uh, um, they, they run just, a ton of three wide. Mm, just that's just just a, just a little maybe sneaky someone you, yep, you're like looking that. for, or if you're in a deeper league, or you know, um, just someone to look at. But um, yeah, mate. Outside of that, you pretty much covered it. All right. Well, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna bypass AJ on this one because I'm gonna give AJ this next game a start. By far the highest over and under on the board at 58. Cincinnati goes to Kansas City to fight the uh, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. So 58 point over and under. AJ, tell us all about this one. <laughs> Man, how could you give him my boy? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna give you time to work yourself up into a good lather okay. to come in there. I'm going to let AJ kick it off, and I'm going to bring you in to awesome. close it out. Man, this is going to be a cracking game. Um <clears throat> Bengals have won four straight games versus the Chiefs, believe it or not. Now, on the Bengals side, if we no, start with Paddy there, playing, they haven't. No, no, they haven't. That's true. Uh, the Red Rocket is looking good. I think uh, we on our pod were talking. Mm. I think he's like ranked number maybe fourteen uh, in terms of fantasy quarterbacking, and is looking good. You've got Joe Mixon looking fantastic. You've got AJ Green. You've got Tyler Boyd. Oh, Tyler Boyd. I believe John Ross is coming back this week, which, you know, I'm not excited about. You're not going to start him. But what he does is he he stretches the field, which is fantastic. Uh, at tight end. And now we go to the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing there. CJ Uzumar, I think, uh, did hmm. okay, actually. So if you were really stuck for tight end, you could start him. And on the Chiefs side, oh my goodness! So obviously, Paddy Mahomes is like a you know. I've got a new fantastic. nickname for him. Have you yep. better than the ones that oh, they've been what giving is it him on? Show, the... Was it Showtime? Oh, oh, please stop. Yeah, what that's awful. Mayhem. Mayhem. Mayhem Mahomes. Because that's, that's what he causes. I like defenses. it. I, I like that. I mean, there is so much value. Uh, obviously, Kelsey. Obviously, Tyreek Hill. Uh, Kareem Hunt. Uh, who else, if you had to take a flyer, Chris Conley, maybe Sammy Watkins, Sammy Watkins, I haven't mentioned, uh, my goodness. There's so much, man, there's going to be so many points flying around. This is going to be ridiculous. The ball's going to be moving up and down the field at a rate of knots. Uh, what have I left out? G? Uh, absolutely. Just how good mayhem is. (laughs) Mate, like seriously, like last week, I was really interested to watch how Belichick schemed against. Mahomes and he look, mate. He, he kept him quiet for a half, and that's that's a bloody good effort because I think he's the only one who's done it this year. But then he just how how do you how do you scheme against someone that can do everything? Basically, as a quarterback, he can throw from the pocket, outside of the pocket, and mate, he can throw it across his body. The the the, the throw that he threw down to Kareem Hunt, why moving and Kareem Hunt's moving the opposite. It's just. It's, it's just fantastic what he can do. I, I don't think they're going to be able to stop him at all. Um, maybe Burfecht might stick his helmet uh, in his face, in his grill. That's that's just what Burfecht does. What are you does. suggesting? I'm not uh, suggesting anything. It's just the way he He's a wonderfully him. clean he's, he's and a honest, clean, honest player. player. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, mate, as, yeah, as depends the on the league. 
Um, Tyler Boyd, how do you not start him? Look, the Chiefs have been great the last two weeks uh, on defense, only given up uh, two touchdowns, but they've given up 770 yards. And I said, you give up 770 yards to these two wide receivers. That's a launching pad for them to have a massive day. Um, but look, they've given up terrible numbers for the entire season, the uh, the Chiefs. And I, I, I think they might, even though they're at, they're at home, um, with these receivers and the way that the, the Rockets playing, um, this 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 is going to be a uh, this is going to be a big game, a big game. Uh, I, I I hate to correct a guess, but he's the Red Rifle, the Red Rifle. Red 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 Rocket is a um, more kick to it. The Red Rocket is a euphemism for a dog penis. So same same. Sometimes he's the, <laughs> so, so, sometimes he's one and the same. So, really? so, but, we, but, but, but not in this game, else, that's okay. but, but, but oh not, but goodness. not, but not in this game. So let's go to the last game of the week. Uh, the giants at the Falcons Falcons given up four and a half points on Monday night and a good 55 point over and under, uh, on the Atlanta side, I don't care if Julio ever catches a touchdown, as long as he continues to lead the league in receiving yards, he's on pace to have like the second most receiving yards in the last decade. He's already got over 700 yards receiving, uh, touchdowns would be nice. Uh, I love the emergence of Austin Hooper. Looks like both Mo Sanu and uh, Ridley could Calvin miss this Ridley. game. Yeah, are, are going to miss this game or could miss this game. They're missing their kicker, Matt Bryant, already ruled out. And uh, one of my personal favorites, uh, Devonta Freeman on IR. He is eligible to return in Week 15. I don't know that they'll do that with him. They've got to figure out their running back situation in the offseason as Tevin Coleman's going to be a free agent. But I think you, you're fine to start Coleman and Ito Smith. When this backfield has two, I think you can start two. When they had that third, there was there was it was a bad situation. So Julio, and then the emergence of Austin Hooper. How about this guy? Double-digit targets in back-to-back weeks. And guess what? Double-digit targets. And he looked good. And Matt Ryan is not a guy who doesn't use the tight end. He just hasn't had one that... He felt he could trust, apparently, because I remember when he was a younger man, he had a guy maybe you've heard of named Tony Gonzalez, who had some great years in Atlanta. So Austin Hooper, I think, can continue to be a thing on the Giants side. Looks like Evan Ingram's going to be back for this game. Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard. This Atlanta secondary is just destroyed. And then what else can we say about Saquon Barkley? Love him. Love him, love him. So, so G, I'm going to give you this one first. Then we'll do it with AJ, and then we'll take it home. Barkley, 300 yards. <laughs> three, that was my call tonight. Three, three hundred yards. Mate, he's he's he, mate, he's gonna he's gonna crack the double ton. Seriously, this, <sighs> mate. We 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 can't. Like I said, we we can't stop Peyton Barber. Let alone how are we going to stop Saquon Barkley? He's just going to run it. He's going to have. 200 plus all-purpose yards. Um, t- TDs are well. Who knows what happens when it gets down there, um, gents. Sorry, it's yes. all fine and good to have a Ferrari, but if your engine is Eli Manning, not going nowhere. I think I th- I uh, I actually uh, <laughs> Memphis put out a tweet that I that I responded to, and um, mate, he could have put up. 300 yards and two touchdowns last week, and they're still not going to win. Yeah, that's right. You, you saw the best game. You saw the best game that Saquon Barkley is going gonna, is gonna to have. No, I mean, it this week. Yeah. He's, this he's, week he, against the Falcons, mate. Yeah, I think he had 100 and 100. I know he had over 200 total yards. And he gave you everything that he had 
but AJ yep. is spot on. And this is the team that's currently sitting at the 101, and it'll be real interesting to see if they draft Herbert. I mean, I know they've been loyal to Eli. Eli's done. I mean, done, done. And I think we kind of buried the lead with Saquon. Atlanta has given up 53 receptions to the running back position so far this year, by far the number one in the league. Yep. So don't, don't be surprised if uh, Saquon doesn't go banana. So look at your lineups. Hopefully you're not playing Saquon. Saquon is 100% worth uh, paying up for in daily this week, in, in my opinion. And, guys, listen, I, I, we got to get this one in for a landing, but I just want to thank you guys so much for helping me out. I'm tired. I feel like Eli Manning. I, I, I now know what <laughs> Eli Manning feels like every day, but uh, I, I, I don't have what I used to. But uh, I'm, I'm going to suck a cup of coffee in, and I appreciate you guys jumping in. It's very late there, and you're part of the world, so – uh, please tell these people where they can find you, your podcast, and uh, give us the goods. Okay, well, we've actually just dropped our uh, – well, I haven't dropped it. We recorded it, so it'll be out maybe around the same time as this is. But um, it's NFL – it's called – our pod is called NFL Fantasy and Insight with the Aussie guys. That's the long-form title of it. Not too much insight. Not too much insight. Um, a lot of fantasy. Just sounds good. And, yeah. Not if you're sort of looking for accurate, informed content, go, then somewhere, else. go somewhere else. But uh, you can follow us at Aussie Guys NFL on Twitter, and that I put out the links to the pod on there, and we're on all the platforms. Uh, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, um, Spotify, everything you can catch us on. Uh, we'd love you to give us a listen. Be fantastic. Yeah, and this is another one of those podcasts, and, and I don't recommend anything that I truly do not use. You know, when I recommend the Fantasy Football Fellas, I listen to all four episodes a week. They're my uh, commute into work podcast, and I listen to the Aussie guys every single week. Sometimes it's just the Aussie guys. Sometimes it's the Aussie guys and Sheps. Sometimes it's the Aussie guys talking about uh, rookie players, and, and not rookie players, excuse me, college players. That'll be rookie next year, rookies next year. These guys put out tons of good content, and uh, they are much more prepared than I was today, but I cannot thank them enough for jumping on and bailing them out. Two of my absolute best friends that I've met since I've got involved in the fantasy football dynasty, fantasy football world. So thanks to you guys. Thanks for coming on, and we will see you next Saturday for some more sits, starts, and shards. Thanks for tuning in, guys.